Welcome everyone to My Bleeding Ears Podcast. This is episode number 100. 100. It took a few years, finally made it here. We didn't do it every single week. We took time off in between some weeks. And earlier in the podcast, it would usually take me about three or four days to actually get to start editing the podcast itself. But then I started uh, editing it right after we finished recording. You're a quick learner. Yes, I am. Thank you guys for for uh, for joining us this week. This is, of course, you know, episode hundred. This is very uh, special. You know, this is the triple digits. I, I had a goal, and I still have that goal. It's a thousand shows. So this is uh, one tenth through now. Yeah, so, <laughs> a thousand shows. That's gonna be nuts. <laughs> Just so a hundred shows in like three years, probably like two and a half years. I can't math, so I don't even know why I started that. <laughs> Only 50 more years. I don't know. It's not, you didn't hire me for my math skills. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, this week is just going to be like any other. We have our movie of the week. Uh, and also, movies that we've seen this year. We're going to go through almost all of them. All the, uh, the movies that have come out this year, at least. We'll just yeah. talk about them briefly, and, and we'll go through the ones that we like the most and that we enjoyed the most out of uh, all the other ones. We're not going to, I guess we'll talk about some that are bad, we'll mention them, but we're, I'm not going to shit on too many movies here. You don't have to. I just pointed out the ones that like made me mad. <laughs> all right. <laughs> well, let's start out. This is from, what, the beginning of the year? Um, you have a list. You have, you have both, you, yeah, you got both of us a list, and it looks like these are all the movies that you've seen throughout this yeah. year. So I just, I went through all the movies of 2019 and separated them by, yeah, like theater or home and, and Cinepocalypse. Like and, your, your, your sheet here is different colors. Of like, well, <laughs> like, it's good. When you're, you don't give me a limit or like, so I'm just like, okay, let's look at every single movie that I saw that came out <laughs> in 2019. And then I color coded it <laughs> by my, my uh, let's see. My categories were good in green, uh-huh. bad in red, uh-huh. and bizarre in purple. Uh-huh, okay. And then the other ones that I didn't color code, I liked them. But uh, I don't think about them a lot. Yeah. Um, some of them I really liked them, but I'm probably not going to see them again and whatever. Agreed. Well, let's start off from the top of your list there. You have Escape Room. That was the first, it must have been the first movie that I saw this year, because I definitely saw it in the theater by myself. <laughs> Um, and that's, yeah, not color-coded. It's fine. Um, so I don't know. Maybe should I just go through the yeah, color-coding? No, just start going through all the movies all right the now. Movies. Yes. Okay. Um, they're in order. These are in order by... Escape real... Room. So that you, you were not a fan of that one. That it's kinda, fine. It's I never expected it to be great, and it's not... Anything other than what it was, right. It's a, I mean, maybe better than I thought it would be. It's not terrible, but it's not great. It's just fine. Just, yeah, okay. Yeah. I, I don't need to see it, though. No. Definitely okay, not. Right. I feel like you would not even think it was just fine. Good. Yeah. Good. Good I didn't see it. Okay. Mm-hmm. Then Glass. I didn't love Glass. I liked Glass. I like Glass, too. I didn't love it, either. It's yeah. not one of my top movies, either. I feel like it was the James McAvoy show, and he's awesome. Don't get me wrong, but <laughs> they don't give Bruce Willis much to do, and then they kill him stupidly. <laughs> And I think I needed some distance to find that stupid. So uh, that is not color-coded at all. Okay. Then Serenity, which is the... (laughs) It's this movie with Matthew McConaughey 
in Anne Hathaway, oh, which I also saw in the theaters. Because it was getting such terrible reviews, I was like, oh, I have to see this movie. <laughs> that is color-coded in purple for bizarre, because it is bizarre. If you think you're going to guess the twist ending, you're wrong. You won't. <laughs> um, next up in green is The Velvet Buzzsaw, mm-hmm. which is the Dan Gilroy, Jake Gyllenhaal movie. Um, the first one they did, get, did together was Nightcrawler, which is great. Yes. And Velvet Buzzsaw, which is also... I guess, I mean, I could also color code it purple for bizarre. It is but bizarre. But it's really like... weird, yeah, but it's very good. Mm-hmm. And another, like, social commentary, just like Nightcrawler was. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Okay. Uh, I thought it was okay. Uh, it was it's a cool premise and everything. It yeah. just doesn't go on, like, the top of my list. Yeah, it's just, I, it's color coded in green because I enjoyed myself and I'd probably watch it again. I liked mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. I thought about it for a while afterwards. Man, this really is going to be a long I episode. told you. I watched 51 movies in 2019. <laughs> uh, your next one is Cold Pursuit. Cold Pursuit in purple for bizarre. Because I saw it with you, and I yeah. actually like this movie, although it didn't make my top list. No. Uh, I, it was enjoyable. Uh, there was were unique parts in it that I liked. So um, There were, but I could tonally, I, figure, I feel like it could not figure out what it wanted to be. A black comedy or an uh, action movie. True. Or, yeah. I think another selling point, though, too, was that when we did see this movie, it sounded like we were in a bar the whole time, because every time your mother's maiden name came up, they clicked yeah. glasses. And the, yeah. Yeah. Says, <laughs> they, they say it. I think I, I count, I think 17 times they say it. I see a lot of signs. And yeah, my Irish cousins and my mom were toasting Yeah. every time. Um, the, prod- <laughs> the Prodigy is not color-coded because it was whatever. Yeah, it's a whatever movie. It's rated R, which is... And then they didn't really even utilize that R rating. Right. And yeah. this movie was done better with a hole in the ground, kind of. Yes. Like, so... That's, yeah, also on my list. Although I didn't color-code that one either. I like it, mm-hmm. but I'm probably not going to see it again. So we can skip that one. <laughs> Lords of Chaos, I was really surprised at how much I liked it. Now, mm-hmm. technically, it came out... In 2018, but February 8th was its U.S. US release, date. so it counts. Yeah. yeah, so that was the first time we got to see it, and I thought it was really good. I liked it a lot. As I a think movie, about it. Yeah, yeah, as a movie, yes, but when it comes to factual inaccuracies or just inaccuracies in this movie, there's very many of them. So yeah, but a lot of the crazy shit is true. It's true. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. But the, there's the minor details right. that. Like, any guys who are in metal at all, or black metal, would be like, oh, that's not fucking true kind of right. thing. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, but it was okay. It's not in my top movies. Yeah. Happy Death Day to you. I guess yes. I'm probably not going to see it again, but I did like it a lot. I, I had liked a it lot a lot of too. fun. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, it is a movie in, one of my, in my top movies. I don't yeah. have it. It's not a top ten or anything. I just a bunch of movies I like this year. But that one is it. I like that one a lot. Actually, yeah. mm-hmm. I like how it it switched from more being a horror movie from the first one and yeah. into like a sci-fi movie. Yeah, like a sci-fi comedy. And yeah, that, and that's that's a great way to do a sequel right yeah. there. Mm-hmm. Although it might have turned other people off, but I still liked how they did it. Yeah, I thoroughly enjoyed myself. Um, then the hole in the ground. I already said mm-hmm. Captain Marvel. I really liked it. But, like, I didn't have a huge desire to see it again. I really yeah. wanted you to see it, mm-hmm. so we would have that in common. Um, I liked it. Yeah, There's it was no okay. Wonder Woman, yeah. and I shouldn't be comparing those two, but I can't yeah. help it. True. Uh, yeah, um, it was okay. Yeah. Um, Us. Us. I really liked. <clears throat> I have not seen it again. I really want to see it again. 
Um, <clears throat> that's coded in green. I liked it a lot. Oh, uh, same here. I thought yeah. it was one of the better movies this year. It's on the top of my of my my list here. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Uh, Dumbo cold, coated in purple for bizarre because uh-huh. it's weird, but not in a dark way like I thought Tim Burton was going to do. And like I thought Dumbo is. Dumbo's kind of a dark story. And, and then you feel like... He just didn't kind of come through with being Tim Burton. Yeah. I was a little disappointed in how kiddy it was. I thought that he was going to make it a dark story because Dumbo can get... You know, I mean, everybody knows that Baby Mind song. It made you all cry hysterically when you were like four <laughs> Um, and I didn't even really get that feeling that much when I watched it. But I didn't dislike it. I don't know. It's all right. Yeah. Shazam. Um, not color-coded at all. Fine. Yeah. Kind of a mess. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Just fine. Big. Pet Cemetery coded in green. Liked it a lot. That was okay. Yeah. Uh, it's not in my top, but it was. it's a very passable movie. Mm-hmm. I liked it. Probably even more than the original. Although the original is... A little more iconic, especially yes. with the sister and everything. And, I'll yeah. always <laughs> love the original. I it's not good. It's not that I think it's good. <laughs> and the act, the main actor is awful. Well, they got an upgrade this time around. Yeah, so. definitely an upgrade. Um, Curse of La Llorona, coded in red because it was terrible. It sucked. Yep. Yeah. Under the Silver Lake, coated in green. Mm-hmm. I didn't really know what to make of it when I first saw it, but I do want to see it again. I do uh, think about it a lot. I'm surprised it's not in purple. It is bizarre. That is true. Yeah. Um, but I also liked it a lot. I guess, yeah, I could also coat it in purple. Avengers Endgame Green liked it a lot. Yeah, me What's too. not to like. It was, a, it was awesome. I had a great time watching it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Extremely Wicked, Shockingly Evil and Vile, the Ted Bundy movie, not coated at all. It was fine. Nah, you know, yeah. I would almost coat it in red just because I, don't make me sympathize with Ted Bundy. I don't. Mm-hmm. That was really weird, the way yeah. that they did that. Yeah. yeah, it was. It was okay, and yeah, it doesn't... Right in the middle for me. It yeah. was fine. Yeah. Um, but Zac Efron was really good. Yeah. Brightburn! Bra- Brightburn, I didn't code. I don't want to... I got some distance, and I still liked it, but I'm probably right. not going to see it again. Great concepts. Yeah. Follow-through was okay. Super... Go- way gorier yeah. than I thought it would be. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um... Ma, I wanted to color code it in green and purple. Because <laughs> it is awesome and so weird. And I think only Octavia Spencer understands what kind of movie that was. Nobody yeah, else exactly. in Everyone that movie was. got it. But Octavia Spencer got it. Yeah. <laughs> Give her an Oscar. <laughs> Men in Black International coded in red. That was horrible. That yep. was I yeah, that was pretty bad. That's about it. Yeah. <laughs> Child's play, I liked it, but I'm sick of defending it to you. So whatever. Yeah, I didn't exactly. color code it. I didn't like it. It's fine. Yeah. Annabelle comes home. It didn't make me mad, but it was boring and unoriginal. Yeah, I didn't care. Didn't yeah. even see it, so Superman Far From Home. Spider Man. Spider Man Far From Home is what I meant to say. I'm really digging this Spider-Man and his Spider-Man movies. I think they're very good. So yeah. put it in green. That uh, doesn't make the top of, of my list, but it is. I did have a good time watching yeah. it. Yeah. Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark, whatever. I had a good time Starter watching it. Starter kit for nine-year-olds to maybe, get yeah, Maybe a little yeah. bit older. But yeah, uh, it is. I, I enjoyed it. Not in the top of my list. Is forty? Then the next one for me is forty-seven meters down, uncaged. That is. Is that the that's, top? It's not on the top. <laughs> there is no real movie on like number one, but yes, this is a movie that is in my top because it is, <laughs> this is just a perfect 
popcorn shark movie. Yeah, it is very okay. popcorn. Yeah, it's shark, fine. Shark movies are are either. Uh, I don't, I don't toss a coin with me on this one because the Meg sucked, but I fucking love this one. Yeah, forty seven meters down, I think, is in the middle between the first one is in the middle between these two movies with the Meg, and how horrible that was, and with this one, like it. I, it's a real. I, I really had a really good time watching okay. it, and it did keep me in suspense in certain parts. Even though I know these people are gonna die, I just didn't know exactly who. And then they kind of throw a curveball at you a little bit, they and do. so, so I, I, I just really enjoyed. I really enjoy shark movies. As, you do. So yeah. I think uh, Forty Seven Meters Down, the first one, is a the superior movie because I was surprised. Yeah. I was expecting a silly popcorn shark movie, and uh-huh. 47 Meters Down, I think, is a little more than that. Yes, it's but a bit uncaged. more serious. Yeah. yeah. But this one was a lot more a lot more uh, action, I yeah. want to say. And they're mm-hmm. not confined, which can be as scary, too. Yeah. But I mean, they are kind of stuck. I mean, they, yeah. could have, they could have done the same thing over again <laughs> and accomplished nothing. Yeah. But this time, yeah. Underwater caves and shit. Blind sharks. Creepy. Like, yeah. Awesome. Uh, the Amazing Jonathan documentary in green. I was just so relieved that I wasn't going to find out, that I didn't find out that the Amazing Jonathan was like a horrible rapist or something. Okay. <laughs> he's just, not the uh, best guy ever, but he's not a bad dude, and he's incredibly talented. He's Yeah, he's just gross. <laughs> yeah, the documentary takes a really interesting turn, mm. so coated in green. Jacob Slatter, the remake, red. It's garbage, right? It's terrible. It Chapter 2... I really wanted to coat it in green, but it's... I should have approached it as a comedy first and a horror movie second. Because that's what it is. It's more I of think. an anthology how long it yeah, is. Yeah, and it's very long. Well, I liked it. It was okay. If I'm going to watch one, though, I'm probably going to watch the first one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Joker I was is in green. I was very surprised at yep. how much I liked that movie. Same here, I liked it too. And I, that's in that's in my list also. <clears throat> yeah. Barely cared until maybe like the last forty five minutes right. of the movie and then I'm like, holy crap, this is a really good movie. Parasite, green. Yep, that's in my list liked also. It very much. Mm-hmm. Knives Out Green. I had a lot of fun. I'd really like you to see that movie. I know, still haven't seen it. Yeah. Irishman Green. I knew I was gonna love it and I did. I mean it took me twelve years to watch it, just like everybody else. <laughs> but uh yeah. Oh, okay. Green. Okay. It's really good. It's just <laughs> 13 hours long. All right. And then here are the Cinepocalypse. Yeah. Real quick recap. Real quick. Yeah. Uh, Bell's Booth Bell's was... Bell's Booth Black, fine. Yeah, that was, that was fine. There's some cool scenes in it. Punta Muerto was pretty cool, too. It was, it was fine. like a little noirish yeah. whodunit. The Mute Green, very good. Very, very good. I hope that comes out pretty soon. Wide I hope release, so too. Or yeah, I'd like to watch it again. It's beautiful. Yeah, it looks very, very yeah. beautiful. Villains Green, very that's, fun. That's in my list also, along with The Mute too. Those yeah. are two of my top. Mm-hmm. Dead Con, Black, fine, whatever. Nah. The Swerve, it's just really upsetting. It is. It's really good. I wanted to coat it green, but I'm never going to watch it again, and I don't even like to think about it. The lead is really, really good. So good. Azura Sky, she's... Yeah. I, yeah. If this was a bigger movie, I think she would be nominated for something at yeah. least. But she's really, really good in this movie. Mm-hmm. Ghost Killers versus Bloody Mary, red. I thought it was okay. I know. Yeah. Uh, the Lodge, green. Yes. That's actually going to get a theatrical mm. release in February. I yes. Read. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Finally. Jeez. I want to see it again. Mm-hmm. Um, at 
Akura. Akura. Uh, Black fine. That it's was yeah. It. Yeah, it's pretty much in Morocco. Yeah. yeah. It was yeah, it was I liked it. Not in the top of my list. Yeah. Bliss. Green. Which uh, is in my list also, mm-hmm. which was a fantastic vampire movie, not what you expect. Uh, oh yeah, I last episode I said I was gonna get back to saying what Joe Bagos' next movie was gonna be, and it's called VFW about um, huh. something that happens in a VFW. All <laughs> so right. that's all I know. <laughs> so okay. Anything could happen there. A wedding, a murder, <laughs> both. Clan um, meeting. Clan meeting. Hmm. <laughs> uh, Attack of the Demons, Black, it's fine. Yeah, I it was fine. It. it was cool. Yeah. I, it was unique, so I liked it. South Park with demons. Yep. Kindred Spirits, Green. Yep, I Really that. liked it. So much fun. Like, if you like 90s thrillers like Poison Ivy, you're going to love Kindred Spirits, and I yep. do, and I did. Uh-huh. Darlin', which was the sequel to The Woman, fine. Black. Yeah, it was okay. Satanic Panic, I got my hopes up too high, uh-huh. and then it was fine. It seemed like it could have been edited a little better. Maybe even made a little longer. It was only like 88 minutes or something. Mm. I think it needed a little bit more. Jordan Ladd had like one line. <laughs> it took me a while to even recognize her because she's barely in, they barely have the camera on her. So, black, fine. Yeah, I, I liked it. It's it's okay. It's, it yeah. was a, I had a good time watching it. It, it could have been better, mm-hmm. but it was fine. Uh, why don't you just die green? Yep, that was fun. That's in the top of my list. Also, mm-hmm. I, I like that movie a lot. Uh, it was a fun, great time, different perspectives uh, and storytelling. Check it out when it comes out. Yeah. Who knows when? I have no fucking idea. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's not even on VOD right now, is no. it? That's too bad. Mm, yeah. It's good. Why don't you just die? If it ever comes out, you should watch it. The Lurker, red. Yeah, it wasn't very good. <clears throat> no, the last to see them, red. <clears throat> Worst just, movie of the year for me. If you had built it as, even if you'd build it as a drama, I didn't really understand the point. But since mm. you build it as a horror movie, and it's definitely not, it kind of made me mad. I just didn't understand. So yeah. Okay. Uh, All right, your turn. My turn. I'm surprised we didn't talk about this just yet. Just yet. I'm I'm ha- happy that I'll be able to introduce this. Actually, no, I'm gonna leave it for the end. Actually. And, oh. Okay. Did uh, I miss one? Yeah, but we'll get back to it. Don't oh, worry about okay. it. Oh, uh, okay. Horror noir. Oh, I didn't do any documentaries. Yeah. That was really a uh, good time with that one. Um, mm-hmm. That's in the top of my list right there. Um, Polar, I liked a lot. Um, Wasn't that last year? No, it was this year. Mads oh. Mikkelsen. Uh, Tammy and the T-Rex, the gore cut. I guess. Uh, yeah, I almost <laughs> put that in, and then I was like, it's technically an 80s movie, or 90s movie, <laughs> but okay. And, yeah, and along with uh, all the other ones you said, too, I agreed with. My favorite movie of the year is, I believe it's yours too, is Midsummer. Yeah, I didn't mention that one because I was saving it for last mm-hmm. because that is easily my favorite movie of the year. Same here. Yeah. That, uh, I enjoyed that one a lot. I want to see it again. Uh, I only saw it once. We only saw it once. Yeah. I really want to see it again. I just, uh, I already paid for it once. Yeah. We'll, we'll wait. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, wait for the director's cut or whatever to come out. I'm sure it's, they're saying it's on Apple TV only, but whatever, fuck it, I'll find it somewhere. Yeah. One of my favorite parts is still when you told a 50-year-old lady to shut up really loudly. <laughs> <laughs> no, but Midsummer, great movie. Yes, I yeah. definitely my number one. I know a lot of people are saying that their uh, Parasite is one of them. Um, it's very good. It is very, yeah. very good. But this one hit me a lot more. This one I feel like is... Uh, is more relatable. At least for me, it was a lot more relatable. 
And not that I've been to like a midsummer fest where people got murdered in Sweden, <laughs> but I've definitely dated that like nothing guy who's completely emotionally unavailable. No, I thought you were just saying you hung out with a hippie cult. That's no, that's well, college right there. No, maybe uh, college. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, if you haven't seen Midsummer. If you see any movie this year, please see Midsummer. It's so good. It's got to be available to rent by now. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. It is. It, different versions and everything. Yeah, do it. Uh, worst movie, last to see them. <laughs> Don't waste your fucking time. For me, it's The Curse of La Llorona. <laughs> that was the worst movie of this year. But yeah, last to see them is right up there. I just don't understand. It's not a horror movie. <laughs> <laughs> You can't bill it that way. <laughs> it's not. <laughs> it's a slice of life at best. It's like going to see, uh, uh, what's that, the life of pets, but actually following the humans throughout the movie. <laughs> a slice of life where they're not really doing anything during that slice. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <sighs> yeah. All right. Yeah, Coming anything up. else about the uh, 2019 movies? Oh, no, Sorry. no, that's okay. I thought I thought this was gonna take. I feel like I rushed through mine. Yeah, well, a lot I'm... of a lot of that list, I'm in there too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But uh, um, anything else to add? Um, can't wait till next year. I guess. There's, yeah. Uh, we'll see. January is not the greatest month for movies. No, it never is. <clears throat> the Grudge remake, another one. You know, we haven't seen all the movies from 2019. I'm looking forward to Star mm. Wars. Oh, 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 I have to see Cats. I have to. It looks so weird. And the critics are panning it, but in the most hilarious way. Yeah. I, I have to see it. And I want to go with you now. Yeah, no, we're going to see it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <clears throat> I'm not going sober, that's for sure. No, God, no. Okay, this, this is going to be great then. It's I feel like one critic called it watching or something like descending into madness, which is what made me think of the In the Mouth of Madness gif. <laughs> like what critics looked like when they were watching this movie. Just like Sam Neill eating popcorn in a hospital gown, <laughs> losing his mind. But yeah. So yeah, we haven't watched all of the 2019 movies technically. Yeah, there's but. probably a lot out there um, that are good that we haven't seen yet. Yeah. Like, I haven't seen Knives Out, and of course Star Wars. <laughs> yeah, I Wars. think you'll like it. Although Star Wars isn't getting great reviews. Uh, but none of them, I mean, people have hated the last two. True, I yeah. think they're a fun little nostalgic romp back into Star Wars, and that's yeah. all I need, those we'll, movies We'll to be. see. We'll see. Yeah. I'm not. I, I usually am excited for Star Wars movies. I'm just not. You're just worried that it's not gonna. <clears throat> uh, I don't know. I'm, I don't know what the problem is. I don't. Okay. Just something just hasn't hit me and saying, "Oh my God, Star Wars, Star Wars, Star Wars." It's not like I'm burned out on it or anything. It's I know what to expect, kind of for the most part. But I don't know. So for some reason, it's just I'm. It's not hitting me. So is it not our Christmas Day plan anymore? Oh, yeah, we can still go see it. Okay. Yeah, yeah, we'll go see it. Okay. Next episode, next year, we'll talk about Star Wars. All right. <laughs> Coming up, our movie of the week. Movie of the year, our 100th uh-huh. episode. 100th. It didn't come out this year, though. But I will say, though, that to me, this is movie of the decade. 
So, coming up. You're listening to the Prescribed Films Podcast Network, home to hundreds of hours of free podcast entertainment. The shows on this network all have a common goal, providing you with the best discussions about movies and other forms of entertainment media. The PFPN hopes to fill your ear holes with audio joy. Visit our website with links to all the other amazing shows at www.thepfpn.com. Thanks for listening. Our movie of the week is the 2011 film by Nicholas Winding Riffin, Drive. Mm-hmm. It's available on Netflix right now if you're interested in seeing this movie. And you should. You should. How have you not seen this movie yet? What is wrong with you? Stop at the podcast right now <laughs> and go watch this movie. And then come back. But if you have seen this movie, sit back and we'll talk about it a little yeah. bit. All right. The synopsis of this movie is a mysterious Hollywood stuntman and mechanic moonlights as a getaway driver and finds himself in trouble when he helps out his neighbor in this action drama. Action drama. There's not too much action in this movie. It's not action-packed. But there's action. There is action, yes. Um, All all the action in this movie is practical effects. None of it is CGI. Um, When this movie first came out... um, and they were showing previews and marketing this movie. They kind of did it like a Fast and Furious kind of film. Mm-hmm. And that's not what it's like at all. That's exactly what I was about to oh, say. Yeah. <laughs> is that this movie is also kind of polarizing because Fast and Furious fans went to see it. And they were like, what the fuck is this? Yeah, what's, there's no dialogue in this movie? Mm-hmm. What the hell's going on? Right. It's yeah. much, much different. Yeah, the marketing was not very good for this movie. Luckily, I didn't really see anything, so I had no idea what I was getting into when yes. I watched it. Yeah. Neither did I. I. I ignored it at the time, and then people were... We're talking about it. I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. I gotta check this movie out. And then I saw like the audience score on it. I was like, holy shit, the audience score is so low. This movie must be fucking great then. Yes. <laughs> right. And, and it's it gotta be at least interesting. Yeah. Now with uh, Nicholas Winding Riffin, he's. It kind of seems like he's give or take with you a little bit. You're. Yeah. Like you, you. Kind of, uh, I know you like Bronson. I really like Bronson. I love the how stylized it is. I think. It's that, like, Only God Forgives, I feel like, is so stylized, it loses some substance. Mm-hmm. And I, I did, I guess for the first time, I watched Drive, and I really did notice, like, Ning- Nicholas Wending Refn's style, but it's not, like, every single minute of the movie, like uh-huh. it is in Only God Forgives. There was a color scheme, sure, yes. there's some slow-mo, but in Only God Forgives, I feel like it's, like, punishingly stylized <laughs> so i didn't like it bronson just enough drive mm. just enough the neon demons a little excessive for me like yeah i get it hollywood eats women alive i i heard you <laughs> um spoilers sorry but i didn't hate the neon demon i do think i hated only god forgives i think see, i hated it i didn't see the neon demon i still need to see it i would recommend seeing it yeah. i only god forgives has grown on me yeah, you're listening to all these like podcasters who defend it, and, and I know yeah, they're making decent that, you know? points, but nah. And Ryan Gosling's got Gosling has some pretty good screaming 
in this in that movie too. <laughs> All I think about is Ryan Gosling won't eat a cereal. <laughs> okay. <In that movie. laughs> um, and I haven't. I started watching Valhalla Rising a long time ago, oh, and I okay. never finished it. Yeah, I never saw that Nor one. have I seen any of the Pusher movies except for the remake, which, why the fuck did I do that and just not yeah. watch the, mm-hmm. which I should start doing. I really should get into those movies. Right. Yeah, I haven't seen those either. Mads Mikkelsen, man. Come on. Yeah. All right. So our movie um, is uh, our, our stars of the movie, mm-hmm. uh, Ryan Gosling, which... This movie was uh, the one that finally got you with the the Gosling? Yeah. I didn't understand the Ryan Gosling thing. I didn't understand why people thought he was so hot. I thought he was fine. Kind of goony looking. (laughs) Um, And then my... I don't think it's my favorite scene, but it's maybe my favorite moment without it being my favorite scene. Mm -hmm. It's when he's sitting with... Can I just go ahead and jump ahead for a minute? Yeah, sure. He's... Sitting with his love interest son, and they're watching a shark cartoon. Mm-hmm. And he says something like, uh, "Sharks can't be good." And Benicio, the boy, is like, "No, sharks can't be good. Just look at him." Mm-hmm. And it like closes in on Ryan Gosling's face, and he's really like taking that in because yeah. his character is really complicated. He's not necessarily bad, but he's mm-hmm. definitely not good. He's done some stuff in his life, and in that moment. I understood the Ryan Gosling thing. Mm-hmm. I don't think he's ever... I don't think I've ever had that moment with him again. Oh, really? But, I mean, I've always liked him since then. Now I am attracted to him, but it's just that moment. I was like, okay, mm. I get it. I totally get why okay. people want to bone Ryan gotcha. Gosling. Gotcha. So the driver, who... <laughs> yeah. uh, we never get to learn Ryan Gosling's name. He, he just credited as the driver, or yeah. him, or he, or, or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, we don't know very much about him. His backstory is never told. Uh, all that we know is that he uh, showed up at a mechanic's, got a job, and now he he's a getaway driver slash uh, stuntman. Mm-hmm. And so uh, that's pretty much all we know about him. Like, no one's ever seen. Bri- the Brian Cranston, Shannon character keeps saying, I've never seen a stunt right. driver like this. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, Carrie Mulligan plays Irene. It's a neighbor of the driver. He, the driver lives in uh, like a, a an apartment building. Mm-hmm. It kind of seems <clears throat> like um, it's for like single people. There's some units that are just kind of just one room, and then there's like yeah. another. Uh, so it uh, it's not the best apartment building. It seems like, but mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, she is uh, has a young son named Benicio. Um, we don't get to meet Benicio right away when uh, the driver and Irene first meet, uh, which I, I think I, there's a really cool scene where they first do meet in the elevator to the apartment where they just get into the elevator together. Nothing is really said. And you just get to see this little smirk on Ryan Gosling's face mm-hmm. in that scene to where his whole attitude changes. Yeah. And he's like, oh, wow, I like her. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, oh. something about this woman, and that's right. so clear, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then that's then they get off on the same floor and everything, and that's pretty much it. Um, we later do get to see them uh, have more of an interaction in the like the next scene where Ryan Gosling is at the, uh, the uh, at a supermarket, and Irene is also there, too, with her son, and it's where we meet her son. And her car breaks down, and he drives... Uh, Drives them back to the apartment, drops them off, and such and such. Uh, later on, they, uh, she, Irene, brings the car to the garage where he works also, and that's where we meet 
Brian Cranston for the first time. This is like right after uh, Breaking Bad. Like right when Breaking Bad was starting, he was in this okay, role. Okay, yeah. Mm-hmm. So before this, it was all about uh, Malcolm in the Middle and right. shit. <laughs> this goofy, comedic actor, yeah. Right, exactly. Mm-hmm. He plays Shannon. He's the guy who hires the uh, driver uh, who ends up getting, getting a job at the garage. And um, later on, we get to meet the Albert Brooks character, Bernie, who is a Jewish mobster who is going to... Uh, who's going to pay for the race car that the driver is going to drive along with Shannon. They're going to have their own little race car uh, uh, to race in, you know, whatever, uh, NASCAR and shit. Driver's really good, so he's going to win, yeah. So uh, uh, Bernie's going to back him and everything. Uh, Now, the thing with Albert Brooks is that, uh, we've talked about this before, is that he shaved his eyebrows to give less emotion in his character. Yeah. And it uh, it's it, it's inscrutable. Mm-hmm. Like when he, you don't really see that he's angry until he reacts. I yes. mean, until he does mm-hmm. something. Yeah. Right. You, you're given no time for. Yeah. <laughs> and it's shocking sometimes. Yes. Yeah. And it's totally against type too in this yeah. movie. Uh, he, that's the reason why he wanted to do it. Because like I'm usually an asshole or I'm goofy in fucking movies. All right, uh, let me play the bad guy, and he does a really good job. He was passed over for nominations in this role. Yeah, that's too bad. He's scary. And yeah, he is. And so likable, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We also get to meet Nino, his other partner. And we learn that Nino, who is played by Ron Perlman, who does a fucking awesome job, yeah, too, in this movie. Perfect. Playing a douchebag. Um, we find out later on in the movie that uh, Nino actually has history with uh, Shannon because uh, a deal went wrong and uh, what's his name uh, 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 bleh, Nino had to rough up uh, Shannon a bit so the Brian Cranston character walks around with a limp yeah they broke his pelvis they broke his pelvis yes yeah. uh, so we know that Nino and uh, Bernie are not dudes to fuck with yeah so the driver and um Irene start to form a relationship. They, uh, it's it's not a very vocal. There's not a lot of dialogue in between the driver and Irene in this movie. But there's so much like eye contact and grinning, and right. it's just so sweet. It is and pure. very sweet. Yeah. I am a fucking sucker mm-hmm. for love stories. I really, I am. know, I really, really am. But they <laughs> have to be fucking good. Yeah. And this one is great. There's yeah. the, and I think the reason is because there's the dialogue is to a minimum, and it's all acting. Mm-hmm. It's just all like Carrie Mulligan really doesn't have very many lines in this no. movie either. Mm-hmm. I think Oscar Isaac has more lines than her. I'm sure he does. Which, yeah. Which we find out later on that Oscar Isaac is her husband, Standard, who has been in prison this whole time that she's had these interactions with the driver. Yeah, for burglary, he was in prison. So the relationship's going on really well, and Irene gets a call around the same time that uh, the whole shark kind of, uh, the whole shark uh, dialogue goes Mm -hmm. on between Benicio and the driver while they're watching the shark cartoon. And this is kind of like the the point in time where things start to go down for the driver, because uh, we learn that Standard is being released from prison. Mm Mm-hmm. And that their relationship pretty much is over now, or at a standstill. Right. Right? Mm-hmm. And the next scene now, and uh, there's like a, a 
homecoming party for him. And uh, Irene is there, and Benicio's there, and a bunch of people, a bunch of relatives of his are there. And he gives a whole speech about like, how I, he messed up, and that uh, second chances, you know, are very rare, and that he's very, very uh, happy that, you know, everyone's here, and that Irene is, you know, there for him this whole time. Yeah, and I love the <clears> way <throat> he plays it, because he could easily play him just like some douchebag. Right, yeah. But he's... He's just that guy who talks too much because he's kind of insecure and uh-huh, yeah. you can't help but like him, sympathize with this guy. Yeah. Yes. Now, this is my favorite scene of the movie because while this is going on, the party's going on in uh, Irene's apartment. The driver is a few uh, apartments down and he's in there by himself, no lights on. And it looks like he's trying to like fix an engine or mm-hmm. some part of a car, something I know absolutely nothing yeah, about. Yeah, I didn't know what I was looking at. <laughs> And this just really, and and in the acting between our two characters, without them even speaking, and you know what they're thinking about in this scene as they're going back and forth in between the driver and Irene, and while Standard is making the speech, all she can really think about is him, mm-hmm. and while all he knows that this party's going on, and yet he hears the music and he can't concentrate because all he's thinking about is her, yeah. and it's such a lovely moment. It is. That's your favorite scene. It's my favorite scene of the movie because you know they're on the same page. And there's no stupid dialogue to do it, you know? That's what I loved about it so much. And there is a little, when she comes, he comes out of his apartment and she's actually sitting outside, like, getting some air. Mm -hmm. And she said, sorry for the noise. And he goes, I was thinking about calling the cops. She smiles and says, (laughs) I kind of wish you would. (laughs) And it's it's just amazing. That's all the dialogue you need. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that, around that time, Standard comes out with the garbage, throwing out garbage. And, of course, you know, he's got to puff out his chest a yeah. little bit. Some mm-hmm. dude's been hanging out with his lady while he's been gone. Right. You know, and I, it, understandable. Mm-hmm. I get it. It's it, That's a normal man thing to do. It's, yeah. It's fine. I think it's a normal anybody thing to do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, from there on, though, we get to see that um, Standard owes money because he needed protection when he was mm-hmm. in jail. Uh, the driver... Is coming back to the apartment. He sees a couple guys leaving, and then he sees that Standard got the shit kicked out of him, and that the in front of his son, right in front of his son, yeah. and his son won't even come up to him. Mm-hmm. Like when the driver approaches, he sees Standard messed up, and his son's about fifty feet away, and he's afraid. Mm-hmm. I mean, so the driver kind of steps over Standard and goes right <laughs> up to Benicio, and is like. Uh, you don't get to hear any dialogue or anything. I don't know, like, are you okay? Mm-hmm. And then they go back up to the apartment. Standard tells them, hey, I owe money and everything. And they're not going to leave me alone. They're going to start fucking with my kid and my girl. And um, we see that the, the guys who beat him up gave a, a bullet to Benicio. Mm-hmm. And uh, driver's like, man, I hold on to that for you. And you think, this is a throwaway moment. Yeah, this is... <laughs> <laughs> So, um, the next kind of scene we get to see is that um, they're going to pull off this deal, and um, is that first, or the, the, the dinner scene first, or is it intercut? I don't remember. I think it's that he agrees to help him and uh-huh. meets with the dude in the park, right. Cook. and then they're having <laughs> dinner, yeah. Right, that they have this deal to pull off. Yeah. They have to go rob a, rob a pawn <clears throat> shop to yeah. clear up the deal, so he'll leave him alone along with Benicio and Irene um, 
so uh, the driver is at, at di- was eating dinner with the family, and while standards talking constantly, mm-hmm. everyone else is pretty quiet about it, and we get to see that Irene is actually a pretty funny person. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> are, you, are you gonna say the line? No, you go for it. Oh well, so his name the. You know, Oscar Isaac's character's name is Standard. So he talks about, he's telling Benicio when he met his mother, when he met uh, Carrie Mulligan, and he introduces himself to her there. She was 16, and he's like, oh, but I didn't know that. I thought she was 18. (laughs) Um, And it was at a party. And he said, uh, my name is Standard Garcia. No, Standard Gabriel. Standard Gabriel, I'm sorry. And, and then he goes, and what did you say, Irene? What did you say? And she kind of smiles and looks down, and then she goes, I said, where's the deluxe version? <laughs> <laughs> and that makes uh, the driver smile. Yeah, and oh, it's so sad and funny at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> great scene. They're all great scenes. Yes, they are. So that leads to us to the heist. Um. And, of course, the heist is not actually a heist. They're being set up. <coughs> the driver and um, Standard, I believe, are are supposed to be murdered. But the driver gets away along mm-hmm. with... We get to meet Christina Hendricks in this yeah. movie. Mm-hmm. She plays Blanche. Um, I guess the only thing I really had seen Christina Hendricks in before was Bad Men. Yeah, I think that's the only thing she'd really done. She'd probably done other things, but uh, that's just what I'd recognized her from. Right, that's when she became, yeah, like a face we all knew. Yeah, in a body we all knew. She's very beautiful. Exactly, Very voluptuous, yes. And single now. (laughs) And back on the market. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And of course, the, the deal goes awry. Christina Hendricks and the driver get away after there's an awesome car chase. All practical stuff, once again. Mm-hmm. Camera, the cameras, um, the camera in this uh, uh, this whole chase sequence is awesome. It's not like a qu- bunch of quick cuts and everything. It's it's really well done. Yeah, the stunt driving is amazing in this. Yes. I mean, it has to be, but it really is. Um, in our first scene of the movie, we get to see the driver in like his um, uh, actually doing a heist mm-hmm. first, and that's how we're really first introduced to him. Don't know too much about him. All we know is that he he drives, right? Yeah. And he pulls off everything. Like, the whole first scene of this movie is, is awesome. It really tends to uh, set the mood. Yeah. Uh, along <clears throat> with music, the camera work and everything. Uh, the first whole first scene, I want to say at least 99% of, of the of the heist and driving away from the... To where the guys robbed everything, to where they were going... Everything was filmed inside the car. Mm-hmm. Uh, his camera angles and the cutting in this movie is is superb. Yeah, because you get close-up shots of Ryan Gosling's face. Um, you get to see the two guys in the back. Mm. You get to see the cops behind them and the cops in front of them. Yes. Great. Yeah. Great scene. So, leading on from where we were before with Christina Hendricks, uh, they hold up into a hotel room. Gosling questions her and finds out that they were all going to double cross him, and then he uh, hits her. He hits her too. And in m- almost all instances, I would have been like, "Whoa, man, hey, mm. easy," but man, that bitch really fucked them over. <laughs> yes, yes, she did. Yeah. So he got her to to fess up to everything, and unfortunately, they sent um, hitmen to go kill him. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and of course, uh, Ryan Gosling kills both of them. Unfortunately, Christina Hedricks gets her head blown off. Yeah, which is also gross practical effects. Yeah, so Pretty great. It was an awesome scene. <laughs> <laughs> and we really get to see the driver kind of out of his element in a way. Uh, he's not as clean cut anymore. He's not wearing his coat the way he usually does. He's full of blood. He looks scared in a way. Yeah, after, vulnerable. Vulnerable mm-hmm. after killing these people. He gets uh, like a buckshot to the shoulder, to right? The arm. Yeah, he yeah. Gets, he gets so he's hit injured, in the arm. right? Um, and after that, he goes to meet up with Cook, the guy who gave him the job. He's really, he's a real asshole when he was giving him the job too. He was saying, you know, this is what I'm going to pay you once you guys finished all this stuff. And he's pretty much Zero. just throwing his hand, yeah. fuck off. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, first he, Brian Cranston, he goes back to Brian Cranston and Brian Cranston fixes him up. Or right. he's got a guy who fixes him up. That's important because he mm. tells Shannon what happened. Right. That will be very important later. He tells Shannon yeah. that he has the money from this because mm-hmm. it was a million dollars that Standard was uh, stealing. And he thought it was only ten grand. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then we find out that it was really a setup. There was multiple parties involved because the guy who owned the pawn shop from which they robbed reported that there was nothing stolen and that there was only one person there. Mm-hmm. So that's how Ryan Gosling kind of finds out that everyone's full of shit. Yeah. So he goes from there and goes to a strip club. That's where we get nine breasts in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> And the bullet comes a, back into play. And the bullet does come in back into play, in, along with a hammer. Uh, the driver uh, threatens Cook and tells him the he wants to give the money back to Nino. Mm-hmm. And that um, he doesn't want anything for it. He just wants to give him his shit. To be out. And yeah. Just to be out. Nothing. So, from there, um, the driver heads back to his apartment building. Um, and he... Goes. He wants to uh, to speak to Irene, and he tells her that he was trying to help Standard out, and that's why Standard died. Yeah, the and, cops were at her place. Right. She just found out Standard's dead. Right. Yeah. She gets upset with him when she says that. She um, slaps him. <laughs> and it's surprising, because her face is inscrutable. You can't really tell how she's feeling when he tells her uh-huh. what happened, and then... It's it happens so fast. Uh-huh. It's just I don't know. It's a really cool moment where you think, oh, this is gonna be fine, and then whack right mm-hmm. in the face. Right, and he, he feels really bad about it. Though. Yeah, he's like, you know, you can have this money if you want. I can come with you and protect you and everything. And before she can really even answer or respond, the elevator door opens and we see a guy um, who's about to get off the elevator, but he's like, oh, wrong floor, kind of thing, and. I don't think uh, 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 we get to learn that when Ryan Gosling and Irene go into the elevator, Ryan Gosling sees that this man has a gun on him. Mm-hmm. So he knows that he's there for them. This is my favorite scene. And it's yes. so stylized. And I just said that's part of what pisses me off about Only God Forgives. <laughs> but it's because I feel like this scene is the most stylized. Yes, it is. And then the rest of it is, yeah. Um, everything happens in slow motion. It gets Dark, the lighting gets dark like stage lighting. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, the lights go down. Um, he kind of pushes Irene behind him into the uh, corner of the elevator. He turns around. He pulls her in and kisses her. This is all slow motion. She's kind of surprised, and then she kisses him back. And then he turns around and kicks 
the shit out of this guy. And when I say kicks the shit out of this guy, he kicks him down and then he kicks him in the face until his skull collapses in. And the elevator's doors open in the parking lot and she gets out because she's terrified. Mm -hmm. And she's just staring at him and he's looking at her and it's the most vulnerable you've ever seen him. Mm -hmm. And the elevator doors just close. Like she's just seen what a terrifying person he can really be. Right. Yeah. And, My favorite scene. And that is actually the scene where they last ever see each other, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Powerful, powerful stuff right so there. So good. That, that Easily my favorite scene. scene. I have goosebumps. <laughs> <laughs> the driver's kind of pissed about this. Mm-hmm. So Because he's lost her. She's yeah, gone. She's gone. Yeah. He's lost pretty much everything now. So the only thing he really can do is protect her. Yeah. Because he knows that now after that guy didn't make it, that they're just going to keep sending people to kill him. Because we learn out later on that that the Ron Perlman character, Nino, stole from the Italian mob in New York. So mm-hmm. he's fucked. So he needs to get er- rid of, get rid of every single person that has anything, had anything to do with this or anyone has ever told about this. And we find that out because out, there's a scene where Cook goes to Albert Brooks and Nino. Mm-hmm. So Nino has to tell Albert Brooks what he's done. Mm-hmm. And Albert Brooks is furious with him. Right. And then you keep going. I love this scene too. And so, yeah, uh, Nino's pretty much like, uh, you got to take care of this for me kind of mm-hmm. thing. So Albert Brooks is like, all right. But he goes and he kills ne- uh, he kills Cook first in... The, the pizzeria that uh, Nino owns. and <laughs> He just grabs a fork and stabs him in the eye. Stabs him right in the eye. And then grabs a butcher knife and, and then stabs, stabs him, him in the neck. Stabs yeah. him in the neck about four or five times. <laughs> and it's not like a throat slit. It's a stab in the neck yeah. multiple times. It's really gruesome. And then he goes, he throws the knife down. He's like, there, now you clean up my mess. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Great scene. Amazing. Yes. <laughs> So, Nino is fucked right now because the driver is mm-hmm. coming for him. And he does. But before that, the driver goes and visit, visits one of the movie sets that he would drive for. Because uh, earlier in the movie, we get to see him do all of his jobs, pretty much. We get to see him be a getaway driver. We get to see him be a mechanic. And we get to see him be a stunt driver. Yeah. So, so he Sorry. goes back to the, the, the movie set. And he picks up uh, this mask, this blank mask that he used for this earlier stunt that happened. Yeah. Which it's it's just, there's nothing on there. Um, it's not really pronounced at all, this blank caucasoid ca- mask that he puts on. Yeah. And it's, and it's pretty much just um, for a stunt. You don't get to see inside the car when the stunt right. happens. So it just needs to look vaguely like the actor. Right. But and the mask means a lot more, though. Yeah. <clears throat> I want to back up real quick. Because I think at before we see Albert Brooks and uh, Ron Perlman in their scene, doesn't the driver call Shannon? Because it's important... No, I don't think he... Oh, uh, I think he... <clears throat> when does that happen? He talks to Shannon after he had to kill that dude in the in the elevator, saying, you told yeah. him about Irene yeah. kind of thing. Shannon <clears throat> was friends with Bernie, with mm-hmm. Albert Brooks, so he's like, no, I just told... He understands. It's right, fine. Yeah. He's like, oh, Shannon, you stupid asshole. Yeah. He's going to so kill important. her now. Yes. Yeah. I'm sorry. I, and I'm sorry. The, the mass scene is really important. Right. Yeah. Well, because I, it's one of the, you know, it's the most vulnerable you've ever seen him. And then he puts this mask on and he's mm-hmm. just gone. Right. It's, yeah. He's not like himself anymore. He's more of like a ghost. Yeah. <clears throat> mm-hmm. 
this is another great part I like is that when he puts this mask on and he, he goes to meet up at Nino's Pizzeria and he peeks through the window and this character of Nino is really funny by Ron Perlman. He thinks he's like this tough shot and everything. I'm sure he, does, he is. Mm-hmm. But you see that he's there along with probably about a dozen other people just hanging out in this pizzeria. They're all dressed up nice and everything, trying to be <laughs> big shots and everything. Mm-hmm. But it's like, you're not at a nightclub or anything. You're at a fucking pizzeria. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like a pizza by the slice place. <laughs> <laughs> so the driver meets him there, follows him and his driver or along the Pacific Coast Highway. And he ends up driving them off the road and drowns Ron Perlman in the Pacific Ocean. Yeah, like you wouldn't think that Ryan Gosling, that it would even be believable that Ryan Gosling could take Ron Perlman. But it is (laughs) completely believable in this movie, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So he kills him and then Shannon is is trying to leave also, uh, uh, Brian Cranston's character. Because the driver says, you better get out of here. And there's the scene where he's getting everything together, but he's met by Albert Brooks at his garage right before he's going to leave. Yeah. And Bernie is telling him, like, you know what? You got really bad luck. I'm sorry this had to happen, you know. Ends up cutting, uh, showing mercy to Brian Cranston. Cuts his wrists and lets him bleed out instead of just murdering him. Kind yeah, of which is even sadder, I think, because yeah. he cuts his wrists and he's bleeding everywhere, and then Albert Brooks just goes, shh, it's okay, it's over now, yeah. it's over. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> and and you, you get to see kind of how vulnerable Albert Brooks is in a way. Like, he doesn't enjoy this. He's no. not a psychopath. He kind of liked Shannon. He did. He likes some of these people. Yeah. He doesn't want to... Oh, shit. <laughs> Sorry. I don't know why John Legend answered me. I didn't ask for anything. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Google. Uh, <laughs> anyway, sorry about that. <laughs> in the moment. I don't uh, know what that was. Uh, we get to see Albert Brooks um, after he murders Shannon, he goes and he cleans his switchblade that he has and he has, like, a case for it and everything. And then he goes and just kind of, like, sits down. And he's not happy at yeah. all. This wasn't. This isn't what he wants to do kind of thing. So we, we learn that he's not a complete monster. Really. No. That he's not the fucking devil. Really. Yeah, he's, he's not capable, Nino. right, of doing mm. monstrous things. But mm. he's not pleased when he has right. to do it. Yeah. Um, after this, the driver calls Irene one more time and tells her, you know... Um, Kind of like, I'm sorry about how everything, how this happened, but spending this time with you and Benicio is the best time I've ever had in my life. Yeah. And she doesn't really, she doesn't respond at all. I think he kind of just hangs up and leaves. Mm -hmm. And that's where his final meeting with um, Bernie takes place. Uh, Makes a deal with Bernie telling him, hey, um, the kid and Irene... Don't mess with them anymore. Here's your money. I'll get the fuck out of here kind of thing. And that's kind of the the, the deal Bernie gives also where he's like, you know, uh, wherever you go, you're going to be looking behind you. You're looking over your shoulder the whole time. Don't worry about the girl. Don't worry about the kid. They're fine. And you believe him. You right. believe that he's being true to his word. Yeah. Yes, you do. And the driver says, um, so Nina, um, Bernie keeps asking him where the money is. And the driver says it's in the car. So they go and meet in the car, and once the driver hands the money over to Bernie, 
Bernie stabs the driver, but was not expecting the driver to stab him back. Yeah. So the driver kills Bernie and hangs out in his car for a minute, and you don't know if he's alive or dead. You're pretty sure he's dead. At least I'm pretty sure he's dead. I thought he was dead. His eyes are unfocused, and the the shot is so long Uh on his face. You're just like, okay, he's dead. No, I get it. He's dead. It's pretty much kind of um, the same long take you get in the beginning of the movie where it shows the title of the movie, Drive. Yeah. And he's kind of just sitting in his car. And it, it seems like a still shot, but it's not because there's lights going on behind mm-hmm. him. And he's just kind of standing still. So it works off of that. Um, from there, we um, uh, we do get to see that the driver is alive. And that, that fucking hero, real hero song plays again yeah. that played earlier on the in the movie. The soundtrack is also amazing. Amazing. Yeah. Uh, um, <coughs> I learned today, actually, that the guy who did the Bronson soundtrack, or did a lot of songs for uh, the Bronson soundtrack, did the score for this movie, but they redid it at the last minute. Oh, wow. And had a different composer, Cliff Martinez, do it. Yeah, it was weird. Yeah, I can't imagine. The soundtrack is such a character in the movie, but not mm. distracting. Right, yeah. yes. And, um, and the driver drives off. He leaves Bernie in this parking lot next to all the money. He With doesn't the take money, the money. Yeah. He couldn't take the money or else he wouldn't be the hero, would he? Mm-hmm. <laughs> he drives off into who knows where and one of the fucking saddest, bittersweet fucking endings ever. Ugh. Is of Irene going and walking over to his apartment and knocking on his door and waiting a little while and him not coming out and then her walking back to her apartment and looking back over her shoulder one more time to see maybe if he came out or not. And then she walks back into her apartment and he just kind of is him and driving at night again and who knows where he's going to go. But... Hopefully there's never, ever a fucking sequel to this no, movie. No, God, no. There's like a reboot. Well, you say it's a reboot. Remake. It doesn't seem... Remake, whatever. It doesn't seem to have anything to do with this movie. Yeah. So, I don't know. The Bollywood remake. <laughs> so, that looks more like a Fast and Furious movie. Yes, yeah. yes. That's a Fast and Furious movie. Yeah. Not, yeah. Uh, so, I started reading the book today. I guess I didn't realize it was a book. Uh-huh. And uh, it... it it starts, it hops around right. instead of a linear story. So I think the movie works better because it's a linear story. It also gives him more backstory, and I love that he doesn't have any. Nobody mm. knows where he came from. Good. Nobody knows where he's going. Perfect. So mm. I think they took a pretty good book and made a masterpiece of a film. Cool. Yeah. I can't wait to hear the rest of what you have to say. Uh, yeah. Anything different it. or in the beginning? Um, no, it starts with Christina Hendricks dead in the bathroom. Okay. That's how the that's how the book opens. Okay. And wow. so it just everything that I'm listening to I don't read books. I listen to them <laughs> on Audible. Everything that I'm hearing happens in the movie, except for he gets a little bit more backstory. Um, it's third person. He's not narrating. It's in the third person, but you get a little bit of his backstory. So everything happens in the movie. It's just that the screenwriter took all of that and just made it linear, made it sequential. Right. And, yes. and I think that works better. And no backstory. Good. Yeah. Good. And I read also that the Irene character was originally Latino. She, yeah. Right. So that made me like pull on my collar a little bit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we whitewashed Irene a little bit. But <laughs> Mulligan's so good. She's really fucking yeah. good in this movie. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
<laughs> oh man, uh, yeah. There's a bunch of uh, little things like uh, I read about about this movie throughout the years, uh, about how um, the whole Albert Brooks thing and uh, how uh, Ryan Gosling actually got to pick the director of the movie. Yeah, well, uh, I read today that the director wanted to do only God forgives first, and oh, really? Ryan Gosling didn't. He wanted to do Drive first. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Cool. But, but yeah. <laughs> so he got to pick the director. Interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I read that, and it said it was his first time to ever, for him being a star, he was able to to pick the director for this vehicle. No pun intended. Right. Right. Um, <laughs> Good choice, buddy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was an awesome, awesome choice. Uh, yeah. This is this is my favorite movie of the decade. Um, it's. I feel like talking about it. I. I don't even have the words to do it justice. It's such a good film. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Definitely check it out. It's on Netflix. Uh, a plus. A plus under two hours. Yes, under <laughs> hour and forty minutes. I think. Yeah. Hour, yeah. Hour and forty minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, Ten kills in this movie. Some of them are pretty gruesome, and they make make them pretty awesome. Actually, yeah, they're, they're uh, great. They're realistic and graphic. Nine boobs, you said? Nine of them, yep. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, definitely check out Drive. Now, to close up our final episode of the year, and episode 100, of course, um, I would just like to thank all the people who've joined us and have helped us out in this whole 100, 100 episode, two and a half, three year ordeal of putting this podcast out. Um Tyrell Cannon, thank you for coming on for so many times and helping out. It was a great, awesome time. Thank you for Kevin Clem and the 8-Bit Podcast. Um, 8-Bit Geek. 8-Bit Geek Podcast, I'm sorry. They've been on, uh, he's been on a few times now. We had some pretty funny episodes. Mm-hmm. Uh, I want to thank the Attack of the Killer Podcast guys. There's yes. Andrew, there's Jason, there's uh, Mike, and there's Tad. Um, Thanks for letting us be a part of your network. Yes, thing, and thank you for having me on. I want to say they had me on about two or three times this year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So thank you a lot for them. Thank you for my brother for being on for an episode. Oh, yeah, yeah Street uh, Trash, street right? Street Trash, one of my <laughs> early episodes. Uh, uh, Brent for coming on the show also, our yes. brother-in-law. Uh, I got, uh, who else? Um, oh, man. Oh, crap. I'm forgetting people. Oh, well, but you, you know who you are. Thank you very much for being on. It was a great time doing it. I can't wait for Grace. the next time. Grace, right. For a real Grace genius, a, right. yeah. So um, check us out for the next 100 episodes. Um, I, God, man, which movie am I going to pick for number 200 for awesome movie of the decade? Be better than Drive. Oh, shit. Uh, <laughs> I already did Aliens. <laughs> All right, thank you guys once again for listening, and thank you whomever listened throughout this this whole year the whole last few years for sticking with us yeah uh, and just checking us out on a weekly basis or bi-weekly basis or whenever the fuck i feel like or we feel like there are billions of podcasts right. out there so thanks for choosing ours so we must be doing something right with you yeah. guys so thank you for listening and we will catch you next year thanks for listening no one-